I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. and welcome to the Vice UK podcast. It is the end of the year and none of us want to be in the office, so we are in the pub with pints and a couple of very sadly scattered roses, chocolates on the table. And we're going to be talking about Christmas, New Year's, basically wanging on about ourselves for the next 20 minutes or so. Plus, we've sent Uber out into the streets to ask people when they first realised that Santa Claus wasn't real. Merry Christmas, everyone. We're joined by Joel Golby, back for the first time since the first podcast, as well as Bish and Amelia. I suppose we're like skiving off work right now, but have you guys ever had to properly work over Christmas? I used to work in WH Smith's, the Aldershot branch. Congrats. It was the only place that would give me a job when I was 15, not 16. And one of my main duties was shoplifting watch, where you just stood by the door and and had to signal the manager if someone had robbed something. It was very busy at Christmas, so it was almost like more hard work. I've never really had an office job around Christmas that isn't media, but that was like double shift type stuff, like really hard work. I always look at people who work in WH Smith and they seem to be, like both of us seem very upset and confused about why we're there. Yeah, I mean, all the other people that worked there were like in their 80s or like, it wasn't my ideal job basically, until I got promoted to the multimedia desk. (laughs) What, what's that? What were you doing there, tweets? Where you do, no, where you, where, no, where you do, where you sell, the, where you sell DVDs and CDs. Oh, I see. I briefly had a job at the age of about 13 where I had to dress up as a giant teddy bear and hand out phone leaflets around Crouch End. Bish, are you looking forward to Christmas? It must be weird for you having nowhere to go as soon as you live at home. Do you ever, like... <laughs> No, it's just uh, it's just a, a more festive version of my already uh, fantastic daily life and the, my very easy living situation. Bish, talk me through your Christmas day. Uh, you know, you wake up, um, some uh, scrambled eggs and uh, and uh, Whoa, salmon. Straight to breakfast. There's no like ointments or anything. Well, no, you there's, have to there's, deal there's, with. there's some champagne. There's champagne. Where's the stocking? Um, that I think that ended a long time ago. Don't do, don't do stocking anymore. You don't do stocking. So it's more pointless gifts to buy, isn't it? Stocking. Well, yeah, that's the whole point. It's brilliant. So you uh, wake up, scrambled eggs and champagne. Yeah, little lord. Yeah, it's yeah. very lordly. We have a very lordly Christmas in my household. Denmark. And then a um, bit of dilly dallying. I want to go straight to the gifts, of course, because it's the most exciting part and the most gratifying part of the day. Right, but what um, do you have to wait for? Just wait for my brother, who smokes a lot of weed, to get up. Right. Because he's usually um, in some sort of, like, weed and Xanax-induced coma. Right. Uh, so I have to wait for him to kind of rise like Dracula from his fucking coffin and then um, and then how handle long, his how way long downstairs. Is 
Huh? How long is this wait? It's not an hour. So, so probably do the gifts at about 11, okay, 30, that's a, 12. That's a good... And then uh, that, that, that occurs. And then um, and after now, that... What's the system? Is it, is it a rounds? Is it like one big gift for everyone? Or is there a kind of... Yeah, so everyone pi- everyone gets one, and then they do that at the same time. Right. And then because uh, I think it just speeds up the process, and then, <laughs> you you, then you have a big present. then you have a you big uh, <laughs> big recycling bag that you put all your all your wrapping in, and right. you know, and then uh, and, and then, then you smiling at this point? Are you like are you like a happy? Am I smiling? Yeah, yeah like, you I'm happy. trying to understand like you on a kind of joyful occasion. I'm not going to sit there and get a gift. And be like, oh fuck's sake, boy! I mean, that is genuinely what I would imagine. No, you. no, no. I'm very I'm very gracious in my uh, gift right. receiving, right. even if they're shit, which they're very rarely because we all know each other very well in my family and then uh, and then obviously I'll go upstairs and play with my toys that I've just got and then um, while the uh, the parents they uh, spend the rest of the day cooking which seems to me very ungratifying for them yeah I would imagine and so and then some sort of entertainment in the evening like you know like a game or something like that something wholesome well, that you I don't do at uh, any other point in the year I can't imagine you doing charades no nothing <laughs> like that nothing lame like that it'd be more like a quiz based sort of Trivial Pursuit-esque who wants to be a millionaire? Board yeah, who game? wants to be a millionaire? Board game was good. Yeah, that was, was very good. good. That, that was, was a very good board Christmas. game. Yeah. How does? I mean, I feel like we've all got a slightly unique perspective on on the big day. Millie, you've got the classic double Christmas, the split Christmas. Yeah, I've got the two parent Christmas usually, but this Christmas for the first time in my whole life, my parents are going to be together. Like I've never had Christmas with my mum and my dad. A unification. Yeah, after 25 years. I think they've both got so lonely and desperate that they're, like, ready to spend it, even though we're not a family as a family. That's nice. Like, they're both single, both a bit depressed at the moment, thinking they're going to die alone. <laughs> a Christmas miracle. <laughs> That's my fa- been my favourite joke for the last two months. Like, yeah. you're going to chirp to each other, aren't you? Like, a yeah. couple of sherries. Yeah. Who's sleeping in whose bed? Oh, we've got a full that. house. I think Christmas morning it'll be like under the rug when you go downstairs next to the fire. Oh. Just oh, a couple of pigs in blankets. <laughs> I mean, is there any like disagreement on on the order or what's going to happen? No, like I imagine it'll run as usual, which is like my dad smoking weed for most of the day, my mum like being more fun than usual, getting a bit pissed. I, I think it'll be all right. Do you prefer your p- parents pissed or sober? I prefer them really quite pissed. Right. Why? Do you think there's more of a connection? My mum, like, really... Le- <laughs> with each other. <laughs> Jesus Christ. With each other. No, no, no. That remains to like, be seen. No, no, I just mean, like, do you get on better with, like, pissed mum or regular mum? Pissed mum? Because she, like, tells me about her love life and stuff like that like divulges like quite hilarious information that she wouldn't otherwise don't want to shake in your head I would absolutely I think it's more fun I would absolutely if my mum got pissed and told me about her uh, her love life whatever whatever on earth that would entail I would have to go straight to the top of the house and jump straight off it head first into the into the ground I'd actually hold my neck and push my head further towards the floor as it came up towards me just to make sure that my brain would get smashed and that no trace of that memory would ever exist, even if someone scooped it all up and put it in a computer. What, you've never had a, a meaningful conversation with your parents well, about... No, not about <laughs> fucking shag, shag life, no. It's, all, it's a lot more innocent than that. She's got this app called Tindog, which is like Tinder, 
but for your dogs. Wait, that sounds a lot less innocent if I'm being totally honest. Did she tell you it's for for dogs, but it's actually for dogging? Like it's it's you pretend you're meeting up so that your dog. It's quite kind of genial. You meet up pretending your dogs just want to have a walk together, and then you get to know one another in the great outdoors. Actually, now I think about Surrounded it. Surrounded by the smell of dog shit bins <laughs> and fucking. Actually, now I think about it. Not That's right, horrible. It? We were just having a very upsetting discussion to me, in which I learned that it's very normal for you in your average Christmas going about, about to have a Yorkshire pudding on what you would describe as a roast with extra bits. Well, firstly, this conversation started because you were trying to pin me as some sort of. Northern Yorkshire pudding fanatic, which isn't no, strictly just, correct. I was just talking to you as my only northern friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> exactly. Like the curio I am. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, no, like, I, I feel that Yorkshire puddings are part of every Christmas dinner because they're part of every race dinner. You seem to have, like, a really strict idea of, of Christmas dinner, like a like an American TV idea, like Bish was saying, where it's, like, a golden turkey that someone slices a single bit off the breast. You have some really thin, crap-looking gravy. You have a big plate of sprouts. You might have some anemic-looking potatoes. I'm becoming quite hard now. And then you're, like... Bread sauce, cranberry sauce, all that shit. Yeah. All the shit you would never normally eat. Whereas with it, maybe a couple of little fancy like, oh, are these pickled Brussels sprouts? What's yeah, happening with some, this? Some yeah, 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 yeah. Sounds yeah. a bit like what you're doing is you're doing a sort of very grumpy old man thing of like, I'm adhering to the tradition even though no one likes it sort of thing, and I'm just going to complain about it. Whereas in my family saying, we have an extra special what would be a normal roast right. so like an extra nice cut of meat and all the nice things are made extra nice more than they would be on a, on a usual Sunday where your no, one sounds your extra nice ours are like posh carrots posh brussels like all bits of bacon yeah, and all that crap a bad meat though a bad meat what turkey yeah yeah I mean I've put in a protest about the turkey but it's what the people want you know, there's ten of us on Christmas Day. You could, I've only got so, one. Oh, do vote. you have a bit? See, I don't have a. I have a immediate family Christmas. We have which it is with four a, people with another Jewish family. Oh, see, I hate Plus that. Plus a few strays. I, I, my parents used to do <laughs> that. How that exactly do you? Hate? <laughs> no, 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 not 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 the your not your uh, not your Jewish family Christmas. I mean, I hate it when, like, my parents used to invite another family over for breakfast and we used to have to sit with them that's right. fucked up why would you leave your yeah. house and go somewhere else yeah, exactly and I thought like it, surely Christmas is the one day of the year where you don't have to see any other cunt yeah. in the world and yet they're inviting them in they'd never do any other time of the year how do you feel about people who go to the pub on Christmas day uh, well I mean like I can think I can think of worse places to go I think that's a weird tradition I think it's a bit weird um, but you know I get it I get it you're out of the house. It's cozy. That's fine. It's not as it's not as messed up as having like sticking rigidly to a turkey dinner. Everyone hates because of tradition. Yorkshires are, are in. Yorkshires are in. Like anything, beef, you anything said you beef want. Was in. We we had beef a few years when I was a kid. We like, I think my dad year. did it once during the BSC crisis to prove a point, and that made me very scared. But <laughs> other than that, um, we had turkey literally one year when I. I sort of threw a little childlike tantrum, which I imagine you have every year, which is why you always have turkey, where I went like, I want turkey, right. that's what's on Home Alone. Oh, I see. And then we had turkey, I went like, nah, it's dry, it's shit, don't bother. And then we'd just have nice meat from then on, so we'd have a nice beef joint or a bit of lamb 
or um, you know, one one year we went to my cousin's, we had a lovely bit of goose. That was really nice. That's nice. So you have a nice roast, nice food, all the bits you like. You don't punish yourself with sprouts and turkey just because that's what sitcoms have. It's stupid. <laughs> I, we have sprouts. I do like sprouts though. Yeah, sprouts are good if you do them all proper with Put a, a bit of salt on them. They're good. You got to really try hard to make a sprout taste good. I'm not sure it's ever fucking worth we it. We also have stuffing, but. But we don't put it in the bird because we have beef. Just so cook we just it have in it on a little the side tray. It's yeah. really nice and yeah. everyone likes it. That's lovely. Um, what about. I'm doing this for the first time. I know other people have in the past. What about like boyfriends and girlfriends at Christmas? Is Christmas a bonk holiday? A bonk holiday. I mean, is it acceptable to have sex, for example, like in your childhood room? Wow. Oh, on Christmas Eve. Is fish, that... Fish thrown to you? Fish does that all the time. Yeah, presumably you have sex in your childhood room. It's like racing car beds. I've actually moved to the master bedroom now, so... <laughs> after a renovation in the, in the household, uh, I am now occupying the master bedroom. So, in many ways, I'm bonking in my parents' old room. <laughs> which I think is way more cool. Is it okay, especially if there's a lot of relatives around sort of sleeping in other rooms and stuff, or do you have to just make a hard pass so over Christmas? Honest, I'm like, what are the logistical struggles of Christmas Day sex is the amount of food you've eaten? Like, yeah. you, are, you are full to bursting point, and that's and even pissed. before, yeah. And you're, you're pissed, you've got lots of beef in you, or in your case, turkey. <laughs> you've had an awful amount of quality street. Yeah. It's like 11 o'clock, and you've been up for hours, yeah. you're knackered. And then it's like, Oh, Think of how much nah. liquid it's just is so inside you inside at that point. Like, like gallons of fucking booze and like. Yeah, no, you're all clogged up with Christmas pudding. That's yeah, not yeah. sexy. No. I think though, yeah, that is bad. The gassiness. Although I've definitely worked through that before. I don't think anyone mentioned okay. that. I think. <laughs> I think. It came out of nowhere. Yeah, what? that's bad. The ga- yeah, the gas. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, eating no lots that. of food. That's surely the main. I don't fart, mate. I've never done it, and I never will. But cool, mate. I don't. I try not to do it in front of people. Yeah. I find like <laughs> you know, sort of like pin boards of like teenage photos and stuff. Yeah. Like mag- all of that stuff, like all over someone's childhood room, really disconcerting. And it just, do you know what I mean? It feels weird. Like, and if there's like still like teddies and crap in a room, it's yeah, just like yeah, that's yeah. not yeah, right, yeah, is yeah. it? How do you find like the pre-Christmas period of like intense? Christmas parties and all of that leading up to like this sudden move into family time? Um, I haven't been going out that much this year. You have. What? No, I haven't really. Not. I mean, I don't have a job anymore, so I can't distinguish a weekend from a weekday to a Christmas to a fucking Easter. All right. I mean, in the run up to in in this past week, I've not. I don't know what day it is now. Yeah. Like right now, I don't. I'm. I'm, People tell me it's Wednesday, but I'm almost positive it's Friday. Do you know what I mean? Friday. 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 I'm almost positive it's Friday, but I can't tell. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm sort of so tired of Christmas that I'm just so tired. Yeah. I, I like, you know, I'm so tired I want to die. It just never yeah. ends. Because, like, this week I've been out for dinner. I've got drinks tonight. Tomorrow I'm out for dinner again. Like, everyone in December goes, goes I've got, I got to see you I think this Christmas. is something of I'm having our, lunch our, every day with people. Yeah, this, is, this is our generation, though. Like, when you're a teenager... You've got obviously got more stamina and you can keep going and doing MDMA and coke and drinking all the time and smoking weed and whatever. Yeah. 
Whereas now, this sort yeah, of like you're older, you don't have to do this. You know. You yeah, can, exactly. You when you reach like Christmas when you reach party. like 35, you're not going to just keep doing this unless yeah. you're a real fucking weirdo. So in this sort of like 15-year period between the age of like 20 and 35, you're kind of like exhausting yourself constantly with like obligations and food and drink and like drugs and constant partying and like all the engagements that you have to keep up with and all this and that. By the time Christmas Day comes, you're just sort of like empty and you've got nothing. You, you're you're out of gas and you're. I just think it's very like emotionally challenging to make you like go out all the time till 3 a.m. and do loads of gear or whatever. And then suddenly these friends from off in the distance are like, oh, oh let's have our annual Christmas dinner. And it's yeah, like, yeah, no, yeah. we had a Christmas dinner once in 2008. That doesn't make it a thing. So then you're sitting through that and sort of catching up and trying to explain what your job is, which is hard and life. And then it's like another gear night or whatever. Yeah. And then like some random bit of family is coming out from the left and being like, oh, this is our classic pre-Christmas thing. And you're just freaking out and getting really upset. And lonely. Like the, and then by the time Christmas comes, you're just like, oh, make it stop. It's like the Vicar of Dibley when she has three Christmas dinners. Like, you know. Yeah, exactly. It's like you're filling yourself up with nonsense and then you're just sort of being sick at the end. Yeah, very much with so. With Brussels sprouts popping out of your mouth. It's horrible. I feel like we've basically sorted out our entire Christmas and New Year's plans in maybe too much detail. But there is one part of Christmas that we haven't talked about, and that's the magic of Santa Claus. Vice's human guinea pig, Uba Butler, has been out on the streets talking to men, women, and I'm afraid to say children, asking them when they first found out that Santa wasn't real. The results are kind of weird. Have a listen to this. How excited are you for Christmas? Really excited. What are you going to get? Um, um, Lots of nice things. Yeah. <laughs> Have you been naughty or nice? Um, good. How excited are you for Christmas? Really excited. And uh, have you been naughty or nice? Nice. Great. Well, I hope you get everything you want. I've asked for a jelly thing and I've asked for a snow set that's um, when you get a cup of water and some powder, you pour into the cup of water and then it turns into snow. Now you're thinking, smug shits. And uh, yeah, they are smug because uh, they're living in a world where there's a Father Christmas, where magic is still real. The only thing that gets me through the day, because I live around here and I right by a few schools, is knowing that an awful story is around the corner for them. They're going to learn soon. For me, it was my brother who told me. We were camping and uh, I've heard him having a conversation. He kind of looked over at me and said, you know, Father Christmas isn't real, right, Uber? You know, and I was like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah as my heart shattered into a thousand pieces. It was awful, but I think that there's worse out there and I want to feel better about myself. So I'm going to go out and ask people um, about the moment when they found out there was no Father Christmas. So I was about seven and we went to see family friends in Stow in the World, in the Cotswolds. And we were staying in a hotel next door to my parents' friend's house. And I remember walking back with my mum and we saw something in the sky. And my mum was like, oh, look, it's Santa's sleigh. And I was really excited and really happy. And we went back and we went to bed. And my mum at home had always given us stockings and things outside of our bed. And I remember going to sleep and the door opening. And as I looked down, I remember hearing loads of like heavy footsteps. 
and it was my mum's flip-flops and she was putting the stockings at the end of the bed. Then she was talking to my dad while she was pissed and I realised that Santa Claus didn't really exist anymore. I think I tried to deny it for quite a long time, but in the morning when I'd heard her discussing presents with my dad the night before, trying to find them and then opening them, it was, yeah, it all was two and two together. But I had a younger brother and sister, so I tried to shoulder it for quite a few years. She ate part of a carrot and left it to say that Santa had been with his reindeer. That's a big lie. That's a big lie. So, yeah, I, I, I forgave her eventually. Maybe as a parent, you just become a liar. Well, I never had that moment because being born in Barbados, of course, there was no chimneys and anything like that. So Father Christmas never existed as far mm. as... I was concerned. You were suspicious, and then one thing and another, and then you found out, but you didn't want anyone to know you found out in case you didn't get any presents. I remember that. I was, yeah, yeah, I remember that exact feeling. That lasted about six years. <laughs> <laughs> but our other uh, grandchild, who is seven, he's read it up on Google that there's actually no Father Christmas. <laughs> oh, my God, I've not even thought about that. <laughs> This is the information yeah. age, isn't yeah. it? Yes, yeah. Maybe... It's probably a fake news site. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe post-truth will help us yeah. on this one. So basically, at the age of seven, at home, I knew there was suddenly no such thing as Santa Claus. Ruined my day, obviously. Um, so the next day at school, I stood up in front of the whole class, a class full of seven-year-olds with me, and I shouted out, there's no such thing as Santa Claus. I probably got in a lot of trouble with a lot of other parents as well, I'm guessing, because all them seven-year-olds would have went home and they would have said, at school today, we found out that there was no such thing as Santa Claus. So, yeah, I'd say I, I'd say I, um, I ruined a lot of people's day. <laughs> <laughs> That's done it for me. I, I don't. I don't want that. I was. I was thinking earlier about running over to the the playground and screaming the truth about Father Christmas to the children, see if I'd feel better. But I, I just sat across the table from a man who did that, and he's 43 and there's still skilt strewn across his face. So um, yeah, I think I feel better now. I, I'm not that guy. Um, yeah. So that's kind of a that's my own Christmas miracle. Thank you. Thanks, world. Merry Christmas, everybody. Thanks very much, Uber, and apologies to every single person he spoke to. Um, all right, we're almost done for the year, but before we are, I've got, I've got a fun little Christmas game that I know you're going to love yes. because I know how much you like organised fun. I've got a couple of Christmas traditions from around the world. Some of them are real. And some of them I've just got them made up. There's no way of us coming out good. There's, like, no, there's no exactly, way we can look good out of this. So e that's why it's a good Christmas quiz, because it's very easy to put your foot in it and get it wrong. So let's start with Japan, where oh, there's a Christmas tradition where it's traditional to eat KFC on Christmas Day. Saying true? Yeah, it's true, yeah. <laughs> why is it true? How do you know that? Well, it just is. It's just true. What are you saying? Yeah, I've it's annoying because Joe Bish famously knows quite a lot about Japan. Yeah, one you, of the, his two subjects. You fucked this knowledge. quiz from me off. Yeah. I know, but I thought I'd start with an easy one. Yeah. Uh, well, Amelia has not answered. You seem like you know it's true, so I'm going to go with true. They don't really celebrate Christmas, but then there was some advert in the 70s where KFC tried to make Christmas a thing, and so that's the only thing that stuck. Wow. <laughs> is eating KFC on Christmas Day. Yeah, in Tokyo, there's like massive, huge queues for KFC on Christmas Day because it's like 
a tradition that people eat KFC on Christmas Day. To Argentina now, where it is traditional for a grand to give her granddaughter pink underwear on Christmas morning. I'm saying no on this just from uh, seeing your face when you told that fucking lie. The way you <laughs> spoke out of the side of your mouth, you're looking around, you have, there's no way this is true. Absolutely not. It's a weird lie to make up, but yeah. you're a weird guy, so <laughs> I feel like it might be in, within your jurisdiction. But I'm going to say true. I'm going to say false. Because I think if you were trying to pluck a lie out of thin air, the first place your mind might go is like weird small pink pants. Thanks very much. It's actually true. In parts of southern Italy, it is common to force feed the mother on Boxing Day, pushing bits of leftover meat into her mouth. I'm going to say false because I feel like the law of averages, yeah, law of averages says it's makes false. it feel like you're going to go true, true, false, maybe false again, then true, false, true, or something like that. So I'm kind of going along that, unless I know the actual answer. Also, that sounds monstrous. I think it's false, but I think that it's quite a touch-and-go lie for you to have made up. It is a touch-and-go lie for me to have made up, and I did make it up. Yeah. Very much so. So that's 3-2 to me, then. To the Dominican Republic, more touchy ground. Okay. In some communities, people pray solidly from 6 p.m. on Christmas Eve till midday on Christmas Day, and then spend most of the rest of Christmas Day sleeping. Very Christian country, so I would say that is Is true, because they do go mad for it. I absolutely believe that. Yeah, true. I made it up, guys. Oh. I made it up. I bloody made it up. Oh, well, you've made us sound very prejudiced here. Yeah, yeah. I really did. And that's why it's a fun game, because it's, it's easy. Fun. Yeah. It's a very real yeah. lie. Real lies. Sorry to the Dominican Republic. I'm sorry, too, for making not that knowing up. that. To Caracas, where it is common to roll a blade to church on Christmas morning, so much so that the government have to close some of the streets to allow all the rollerblading. I think that's true. Nah, that's fucking mental. Why would you rollerblade to church? Like, imagine Why a load of old grannies rollerblading. But what, who's rollerblading? Is it just everyone? Everyone. But nah. why rollerblading? Why Caracas? It's just funny words that you made up. I feel up, like I'm in it? Westworld or something. <laughs> oh, why? So many questions. There's more questions than answers here. Um, I'm going to say false. It's completely true, guys. Oh, they close yeah. huge streets down. <laughs> my law of averages, because that would have been a true yeah. one. That's Shit. my last one, but I didn't want to symbolise it, because then that would have got too much into your head. Wait, is that the last question? That's the last question. So, yeah. who said true? Silent producer Sam has been helpfully keeping score. It's three points to Bish, three points to Amelia, and one point to Joel. So, Great. Joel's paying for the drinks. So, Joel's paying for the drinks. We need some kind of decider. Shit. Arm wrestle. <laughs> so, here it is. What do you think has been the top two most watched TV programs in Britain in 2016 go. Great British Bake Off. One, correct. I haven't thought this through, have I? No, why would you why would Do you, you not just say answers? one? Why would yeah. you not just say okay, one? Okay, sorry, top three. Because then it's then you then there's a chance to score two one. Top three. Okay. Uh Great British Bake Off. Joel's Googling Great British Bake Off. No, I'm not involved. Yes. Jo- Joe's got two. What's, what is it? Planet Earth. I can't even Shouts think of three TV programs. I know. I don't have a TV, actually. <laughs> I'm more of like a reader. <laughs> um, congratulations, Bish. Maybe we'll get you a Jaeger bomb or something to do Cheers, it. Cheers, lads. Woo! 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 All right, I guess we're done. Thanks very much to you guys for being here. Thanks for listening. This was the Vice UK podcast produced by Sam Bonham at Rethink Audio. And we'll be back in 2017.